Welcome back to another episode of the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. This episode, we welcome back Alex Cormack and welcome to the podcast, David Peppos, to talk about their comic over at Mad Cave Studios, The Devil That Wears My Face. Comic hits studio or hits shelves today, October 4th, when this episode drops for the first time. So go to your LCS and pick it up. But also... Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky, as well as rate, review, subscribe, all those things over at Apple and Spotify and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is an episode with David Peppos and Alex Cormack of The Devil That Wears My Face from Mad Cave Studios. Enjoy, everyone. Oh, official that is recording in progress. No, welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. How are you guys? Doing great, man. Great. How are you doing, Travis? Yeah, I'm excellent. I love how we have to make it seem like we're talking to each other for the first time tonight. Like when I get on these podcasts, I'm always like, hey, how's it going? How's it been going? Even though we've been talking for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> but we're here to talk comics and and, and your guys' comics and, and so on. Uh, it's, you know, it's 7 p.m.-ish on the East Coast. Obviously, this is being recorded. We're not streaming this live, but I usually do these during the day, which is okay. I'm okay with this, but it's nice to have it at night. I just I'm dark in my office here, and it feels dark outside too. <laughs> uh, and we're talking about a dark comic. How about that? You know, a little yeah. transition there, right? Um, no, uh, Alex, you've been on here before with Rich to talk about Breath of Shadows and things like that. Um, Justin Birch has actually been on the podcast too, talk about lettering. And uh, so this is David's first time. But if you want to give us a little, you know update on what you how you got into comics david and and what you're doing here now yeah. how'd you get to the point we're at now sure um so i'm a, I'm a third generation comics fan uh, my mother read comics growing up my grandfather was a comics fan and uh they gave me a copy of amazing spider-man 346 when i was a kid uh, i was right well the issue before spider-man and venom wind up on the island and it just you know that really kind of made me a lifer uh that and infinity war number two when i realized like all these characters knew each other um, and so, yeah, I, I've been a, a huge comics fan my whole life. I uh, I wound up uh, out of college. I, I interned at DC. I worked on Final Crisis and Batman R.I.P. Um, I wound up working in comics journalism for a long time over at Newsarama. And um, I kind of hit a moment where I, I said, you know, I, I think I really need to change my relationship with comics. I, I, I wasn't responding to a lot of things that were being put out. And so um, I was like, either I need to go back to being a civilian or I need to make the kinds of comics that I would want to read. And so um, I kind of took a leap of faith. I wrote my first book, Spencer and Locke, and um, people seem to respond to it. And so I've been uh, I've been tackling comics ever since. That's I'm awesome. Sure digging ditches. <laughs> yeah, it does exactly right. Uh, and 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 just so people are updated, if they don't haven't listened to this is my pitch to go back and listen to an episode with Alex Gormack. Yeah, but right, like, yeah. give a little a short synopsis on how you got into comics. I'm doing a long, boring story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sit tight. Uh, no, I, I got into comics because um, uh, my brother loved comics. My my older brother, who's like five years older, and uh, he would leave them on the floor all the time. And so when he was out of his room, I would like sneak in there and see what he's got. But but, but he like really like he grabbed me like, all right, you guys sit down. This is Spider Man. Let me tell you about this guy. This is X Men. All right, let me. This is what's going on here. This is what you should be looking at. And I thought, okay, fine. And uh, so, yeah, so my brother got me into comics growing up and um, uh, and how I got into drawing them. Um, uh, skip, uh, skip ahead to uh, uh, I was doing animation for a while, but uh, it wasn't really clicking like it was it was a lot more work. Well, I shouldn't say that, but it was just it wasn't working. out. And uh, see the last issue, for, last episode for more details of that. I'm sure <laughs> um, but um so I, I found that I was, I was doing my own animations and I found that I really like doing storyboards the best. And so I figured, well, storyboards kind of like sequential storytelling, sequential art and all stuff. Why don't I give comic books a shot? And um, again, long story longer. Uh, uh, there was a comic shop near me uh, that had um, uh, the guys that were doing skull kickers. It was uh, uh, Jim Zub and uh, they it was like skull kickers number five was coming out and what i didn't know but they were doing a competition for like hey someone bring in people bring in artwork whoever's the best where to put in the book i didn't know it was a competition i just thought they were looking at artwork for fun and i thought mm -hmm. oh this will be just fun and i'll go talk to friends over there 
And uh, and again, my brother told me about this. So I drew up a thing of skull kickers. I went over there. I'm like, hi, here, I drew this. Let's do whatever you want with it. And um, and I won this competition. So they put me in the back of Image Comics. So before I did anything, I started walking around and be like, well, you know, I'm an Image published uh, comic artist. And uh, <laughs> and that got me a job on an anthology. And that yeah, snowballed to another anthology, to another anthology. Uh, next thing I know, I, I did a uh, series called future proof and i did a series called i play the bad guy i did a series called oxymoron and then sink and then uh road of bones and then see and all these other books and and there that's that's now you're, that's here. What I, you're here now you're stuck and now yeah. i'm here <laughs> now, now you can't leave now you're stuck in yeah, the industry <laughs> both of you both of you are ingrained in the industry of comic books now <laughs> i mean so that it's it's, it's it's been a journey for both of you, and, and it's pretty cool that you guys are in this spot right now. But how did the two of you connect on on something like The Devil That Wears My Face? Like, How did this partnership come together? Anybody well, can talk about that. <laughs> so I've been a fan of Alex's for a long time. Uh, Sync was the, the first of, uh, book of his that I read. Um, I, I backed that Kickstarter. And uh, <laughs> big, big fan of Alex's work and, um, and seeing him teaming up with my buddy Rich Duick on um road of bones and and sea of sorrows and breath of shadows i was like okay i really i like this guy's work and um yeah when we were talking about the devil that wears my face i was talking with uh, mark london and chris fernandez yeah. about it kind of early on in in, in the process um uh, and i was like you know who'd be a great artist for this uh, i'd love to work with alex i've been wanting to work with alex for a long time and uh thankfully uh Alex was like, yeah, I, li I like this concept. And uh, Mark and Chris were both like, we love Alex. We'd love to work with him. Do you know him? Uh, and I was like, actually, we're, we're Twitter buddies. So it was it was a nice way to kind of like get that get that going. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'd wanted to work with Alex for a long time. Um, and uh, honestly, uh, you know, they, 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 they usually say expectations in reality, but like Alex is really kind of just, just blowing all those expectations out of the water. Like he really is like, just the the full package as, as an artist like he's incredibly talented uh he's incredibly fast and he's such a gracious collaborator on everything um he really is a unicorn um so i, I i'm <laughs> thrilled to be working with him on this book and he is uh every page he's turning in is, is just a real knockout thank you you just yeah it's just, you're <laughs> speechless now right you can't say anything to top that right i know yeah <laughs> Dave's pretty good. Episode over. Done. <laughs> it's funny, and David, you get to steal him away. I'd say you steal him away from from Rich over there, but like, they got another book coming out together too. I, I so you didn't really steal him away. Of, I thought it was more of like a joint custody kind of yeah. thing. Um, you know, like like Rich really kind of just like left Alex in the car seat and and said, "Take care of him for a little while. Like, don't break him too badly." Yep. Uh, and you know, and I'm driving around the block until the authorities come for us. Um, so I want to know yeah. if that was an actual pun on purpose because their book that's coming out soon is called Drive yeah. Like Hell. So I don't know if that yeah. was like a <laughs> yeah, it was on purpose now, it's on purpose. <laughs> I, I planned it that way. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I mean, honestly, like I, I feel like I owe Rich just as much because seeing Alex's work, um, oh, also on Crimson Cage, which I loved. Um, but I, I saw so much of Alex's work with Rich. And so, yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, we got to figure out a time for, uh, when Alex's schedule opens up and that we got to get him on this book ASAP. So <laughs> thankfully that all worked out. Oh yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So before we go too far, much further into the book, does Dave, do you want to give a, uh, elevator pitch on what yeah. uh, the devil that wears my face is? Yeah. The devil that wears my face, the easy, uh, elevator pitch is it's uh, face off meets the exorcist. Uh, it's about Father Franco Vieri. He's an 18th century uh, Vatican priest who's dealing with a pretty profound crisis of faith. Um, he's called upon to perform an exorcism of a Spanish nobleman, and unfortunately, the ritual backfires. And so Vieri finds himself trapped in a stranger's body, while Vieri's body has been hijacked by the biblical demon known as Legion, who uh, immediately makes his way back to the Vatican to wreak havoc. So it is, uh, like I said, you know, it's face off, a little bit of face off, a little bit of The Exorcist, a little bit of Count of Monte Cristo. Mm -hmm. uh, it really is kind of a, a horror action historical thriller. Uh, I don't think there's really anything like it on the stands. And just seeing um, the way that that Alex has really brought this to life. Um, honestly, you don't even need my dialogue on it. I mean, you check out the pages and they're, they're well worth the price of admission. Uh, but the story is pretty good, too. So that's an added bonus. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> 
it's, all it's right, but yeah, don't sell yourself short. I mean, that uh, I, I've said it before, but I mean, the ending for the first issue, I mean, I, I that could have just been that could have just been its own story, but the yeah. fact that it keeps going is just uh, what Dave's cooked up. I mean, it's so good, it's so good, you guys. It's pick it up, it's gonna be the best. I mean, David, have you been into <laughs> horror comic books like for a while, or is this something you've always wanted? Like, how is this? I know you've done you've touched on things, but like, is this something that you've always wanted to do? This next, I've, I've wanted to do a horror book for quite some time. Um, and this is this was sort of the first opportunity that it was able to come together. Um, you know, I got my start uh, on a book called Spencer and Locke, which was a uh, what if Calvin and Hobbes grew up in Sin City, uh, so, you know, a, a sort of a, a crime story. And then I've done things like Savage Avengers, which is sort of science fantasy. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight City of the Dead is more supernatural. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've done um, sci-fi. I've done I've done just about everything except for horror. And I felt like that was like a core food group that I was mm-hmm. missing. So that had been on my bucket list for a long time. And as I was talking with Mark and Chris uh, at Mad Cave, uh, as we were sort of pitching ideas, um, everybody really kind of glommed on to, to, to Devil. And, it, you know, it's sort of not only do I get to do a, a horror book like I've wanted to do, but I've, I, I love Face Off. I love body swap stories. It's mm-hmm. kind of a cool way to have uh, both a parallel structure in terms of your story, but you also have two people, who two fishes out of water. Uh, one of them is going to find their feet a little bit faster than the other. And so it becomes like this cat and mouse game. Um, it's very fun. Um, and so being able to do that with a horror bat. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's my first full length horror series I've done. Um, I've done like one shots and anthology stories. Um, but uh, I hope it's not my last because I, I really enjoy the genre. And um, uh, there's a lot of fun things you can only really do uh, mm-hmm. in a horror story. And if anybody likes it nearly as much as I like this first issue, I think you got you got you got a long career in horror comic books if you want that. Both of you, I know. I mean, that's a given with Alex, but you know. Yeah, uh, I, say, I hope you like the horrors because yeah, you're set now. <laughs> it's good. It's extremely it's extremely well done, and, and I'm excited for. It. I mean, you've been doing the more more recent comic books that you've been doing. David has been at, been at the big two. It's been nice to do this independent side. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I see it as it's two different muscle groups mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, writing for the big two, it, it, there's a degree of journalism involved with that oftentimes, because you're sort of picking up extant threads and finding connections across a shared universe and over a longer period of continuity. The characters mostly have pre-established history, Mm -hmm. um, unless it's a, unless it's a brand new character, like, uh, like the Punisher relaunch that we're doing in November. Uh, but otherwise, you know, these are characters that have history and, and there, there are connections that you can kind of spot between them. And so you're able to kind of, uh, almost quote previous stories in a way, um, and sort of stack them together into something new. Whereas for original series, you know, it, it really is, you're, you're doing, you're doing all the heavy lifting um you know you're sort of coming up with your own world building and your own characters and and uh your own iconography and the the rules of the world and um yeah it's good to be able to do two uh both of these things Mm -hmm. like it's it's uh, sort of the difference between um maybe sprinting and marathoning um you want to make sure that you're limber for both and so yeah devil um you know it's funny this has been in the works for for some time um you know even dating back to when i started at marvel um but yeah i'm very excited for people to to finally see it because i think even the difference between uh when i wrote it to when like i did like a lettering pass on it i feel like i've grown a lot as a writer since then i feel like i'm able to to write more with less and so it's been a really fun exercise in kind of seeing my scripts. Some of them are, you know, uh, uh, several months old. Some of them are up to almost a year old and being like, oh, okay, this is a better way for me to kind of re-dialogue this. And it makes, it makes everything feel uh, very fresh and um, uh, very exciting for me as, as a creator. I feel like I've heard from multiple people that like this creator own stuff that's been work in the works for a while. It's almost fun because you have been able to look back at these things and redo these things. Whereas like if you get hired to do Moon Knight City of the Dead, for example, like that was probably a barley, fairly quick turnaround time. You need to yeah. Do <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, for those, you know, you're writing your script, uh, kind of trying to stay ahead of your, your artist as, 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 as much as you can. And then, you know, within, I don't know, maybe three months of you writing the script, maybe four, uh, you're like, okay, I got to go and do the lettering pass now that the art's all in. And so, yeah, you don't quite get as long of a runway in terms of just growth and in, in, in terms of your skills. 
And so, yeah, doing something like this or, or any of my other creator owned stuff, it's kind of yeah. like, okay, I, I, I have, I, I have a little more perspective. And so I, I always find a, a better way to do it than the way I initially scripted it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's this whole thing, you both of you have being on this podcast too, with an independent and more creator owned or driven stuff, you have to do a lot more of your own promotion too, which is like, because I mean, the right. name Moon Knight, the name Punisher, the name, you know, Avengers sells, not sells themselves, but they sell themselves a lot easier than a book sure. that no one knows about. Right. And so yeah. having both of you having to like be on the road and like pitch this, like, you know, talk to other people and convince them to buy it, it is good. And that's one of the reasons why I like, I mainly talk and, 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 and even review on the website, uh, uh, independent comic books, because it's one of those ones I want to do my best if I like a book to tell people about it, because you need those people yeah. out there, the street team of yeah. sorts out there explaining it, what it is uh, on, on the market. I love being on the road talking about books. And honestly, it's something that it, for me, it's, it's, it's almost quite, you know, for, for creator owned stuff, you're able to do it uh, without any sort of complications. Whereas mm -hmm. I think honestly for, for the big two, it's more uh, that you don't want to step on anybody's toes, you know um, you know, you're working within a big, publisher that has their own marketing plans and has their own timetable and you don't want to 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 thumb your nose at that and so that's kind of a cool thing about something something an original series like this is like there's no shared universe for us to disrupt uh in any way um you know this is really this is this is the story this is this is it um and so we're able to kind of i, I think push even more aggressively um and I, I think this book deserves it um i, I think it really like I said, it's, I don't think there's anything like it on the shelves. Um, I think it's a really cool way to kind of kick off the the spooky Halloween season. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, I'm happy to talk about. It. I'll talk about it till the cows come home. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, you've been. I mean, this is another. I mean, if you look at most of your books, they're pretty dark. But so yeah. I was wondering if this is the advanced reader copy that's like this. I mean, the the print copy is dark and i'm hoping that i mean i don't know like it's exactly what it is but like when i worked at the digital pdf uh that they sent uh from mad cave uh some of these pictures were a little bit brighter but like i honestly almost like it the way it is in here is that it's so dark that it's like i just don't know if i've seen a comic book where it's like i feel i feels eerie it feels weird you I, color you know, your own you color your own books right yeah, and for most yeah. for the most part is that something you just want to do or is this something that like it, you think I, works best i mean what's 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 up with that it's funny because, um, uh, yeah, it was never on purpose. Like, so when I started off, uh, I used to, I figured, all right, way to get my foot in the door, as I could say, I'm a one man band. Mm -hmm. I, because when I was in college, I, when I was in college, I studied like fine arts, so I was doing oil paintings all the time, and so I know how to work with color. <laughs> and um, but so but when I started, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll pencil, I'll, I'll ink it, I'll color it, I'll letter it. You know, what do you need to do? I'll do it. I just need a job. Hook me up. Like way back when I started. Uh, and the only thing I don't do anymore is this lettering because I thought it was fine. And then I went out and everything was like, Hey, that's great. Except for this lettering. I mean, what I think a dog did it. I don't know. <laughs> it was like, I, okay. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'll, just, I'll call it. I'll call it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no. So you know, it was one of those, like any other time, um, like, yeah, I've, I've had other people color my stuff and, yeah. um, and uh but yeah no it's it just kind of it just kind of worked out like i'll i'll what will end up happening is i'll bring it up to dave and i'll bring it up to like mac gave the publisher whoever like yeah like, listen i do coloring too here's some things that color do you want me to color it or do you have somebody in mind a very like soft pitch and most of the time they're like no oh, you just go ahead like, oh, okay <laughs> I, I will say uh, uh having looked at the ash can at baltimore i i, I mean this is this is my speculation i'm not 100 percent um, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, when they do limited print runs like that, in my experience, they do tend to go a little darker than what the yeah. final product looks like. So so I do think that Ashcan might be a little darker than what. Yeah, yeah I have to say, I, I haven't actually seen it yet. Oh, so, like, look at that. Copy yet, so. <laughs> Mad I, I, I'm on Mad Kate's mailing list. They send know, me yeah. stuff. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, I've got a poster too, I think, and a uh, bookmark somewhere. Um, yeah. No, I said like this, like, yeah, it's hard to see if you're like, but it's like, it's a little bit darker in this page than you would see. However, I will say that no matter what you're reading in any form, digital is always more vibrant just because the way the screens oh, are. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And so like, like this is honestly to me, I'm not, I'm a big digital reader. So like I read in my iPad when I'm like, going to bed and so on and so forth. And honestly, it's 
I, most of my re- stuff I read is advanced copies before in their PDFs anyway, uh, for most part. Mad Cave is one of the few ones that actually sends these out. Um, is that I would almost recommend reading this in a paper copy to anybody because of the fact that you are going to get that more, like I said, like more grittiness, that the vibrancy is not supposed to really be there because it's a pretty dark freaking book. <laughs> like this is not like, <laughs> this is not, you know, the Avengers where you're like, oh, there's like pop cup, you know, Captain America's blues and all that stuff. This is like, this yeah, is dark. Right. It's, it's supposed to be dark. It's, there's a lot of mood. In, in yes. Yeah. Um, and you can see it. Yeah. I mean, the, it, it's one of those things I'd love to see like an artist edition version of this book. Cause like Alex's inks are like really immaculate. Uh, but yeah, the colors, it's just like, wow. Um, it really adds a lot. Uh, to, to all <laughs> beautiful stuff. It, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely stunning. And I think that adds to the story. I think there's one of those things that I don't know. I was not, and, and people have, who have listened to the podcast, I've known that I don't, wasn't really into horror stuff at all. Uh, I, I really never watched horror movies and, you know, whatever. And then I slowly, when I started reading more independent comics, I was like, Oh, this is horror genre. This is pretty cool. And now it's pretty much like the majority of what I read is in this in this horror genre, and it's maybe much horror movies. I mean, I've been watching a bunch of horror movies, gearing up for Halloween and so on and so forth. And and um, I don't know. There's just something about it. It's something about that that speaks to me more. And, and I don't know if I ever would have picked this book up if I hadn't gotten into. Like, so I'm glad I started reading. <laughs> yeah, horror. but I recommend nice. it to people because there's something different. There's something more. I say real, even though it's it's like the possession, the demonic possession. It's something more. Like it actually could happen. Like that's why I feel like I like about this kind of a book. Yeah, well, and I, the great thing with this one too is, uh, I mean, especially how Dave. It's, I, it's, uh, I, I love historical stuff, mm-hmm. and um, and what like one of the big hooks for me was just the idea that this is during the Spanish Inquisition, you yeah. know, and I was, oh, I could draw those guys, and oh, this will be a lot of fun, and yeah. like thinking of all the setting like seventeen forty, and like oh, this would be. You know, it's not just like a okay. It's modern day. I have to look at modern cars and modern mm-hmm. and modern dress and all. I had to do some research on my end, and um, and there's, I mean, especially historical stuff. There's so, I mean, history basically is horror. <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. it's, most of the things you hear about are like, all right, there's a war here, somebody got yeah. killed here, or something. It's it, there's only a handful of things that are like, hey, something good happened. Um, and um, I've, I've I don't know where I was going with this, but uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I, I, I will say this that is why, this is why I draw stuff and you write, you know. <laughs> I, this always makes me think of, a, of my favorite story of production on on Devil uh, to date, which is um, at some point later on in the book, there is a, there's a sword fight, and Alex's first reaction when he sees the script is he was like, "I'm so excited, we're doing a we're doing a, a sword fight. I'm going to put on some Errol Flynn tonight to prep," and. <laughs> Just his dedication to like the research and and the enthusiasm behind that. That's exactly what you want in a collaborator, yeah. Uh, especially on on a book like this. Um, and and you know there are times where I you know without spoiling too much, like we have a chase scene uh, at some point in the book that you know involves like a horse drawn carriage. And I was like, Alex, I'm really sorry that I'm making you draw a horse. <laughs> his first reaction was like, Oh, it's just a big dog. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that hard. It's <laughs> I'm psyched. I can't wait to get into that one. I haven't started it yet, but uh, that's going to be a blast to draw. It's gonna be, that's, that's, that, that might be my favorite I- issue of a bunch. Um, just uh, some of the fun stuff we're pulling yeah. at. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think doing horror, it's, it's yeah, there's so much of it is about the, 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 the mood and the tone, which leans into comics as strengths as mm-hmm. a visual medium. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you're able to kind of you're able to add on some really cool visual iconography. Um, our demon Legion, uh, you know, I, I leaned into the biblical element of it mm-hmm. where he's really a composite demon. He's, he's sort of composed of a thousand demons. Um, and so uh, I, I was saying early on in the scripts is like, you know, his effect is it's a shadow made out of a thousand eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's really become like one of the visual motifs of the book, uh, thanks to Alex, is that like he he he's thrown that in there in some really cool ways that makes the book stand out. Um, but also just like the the iconography of the church. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a reason why the exorcist is so iconic. And we're able to kind of take that iconography and take the mythology of an exorcism, and we're able to kind of twisted on its head a little bit, um, you know, by, by sort of counterpointing it with the, with the rules and mythology of possession. Um, but going back to sort of the, the, the original thing was just, 
horror comics they le- they live and die based on the visuals mm-hmm. uh, and that's 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 comics in a nutshell so um i think i think there's a reason why it's been such a a, a cool genre for so many creators to explore and why readers get so much out of it um and i think you know of course we owe creators like you know robert kirkman and, yes. and, and you know for for walking dead and you know but there's a real horror renaissance going on um mm-hmm. you know and uh, I'm lucky to be working with sort of one of the, the 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 people at the forefront of it. I agree on that 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 statement right there for sure. But it's, I don't think it's one of those things. I think it's like if you put your mind to it, anybody can write a good comic book with, as long as you're you know have the right stages and things like that in it. But like a horror comic book is one of those ones that I really think you can fall flat on if you don't do it the right way because you know scares jump scares horror thing oh, yeah. horror, that if you if you don't put them in the right spot in the script if you don't put them in the right spot on the page it could really just ruin whatever because i mean my eyes wander i mean the, one of the benefits i get from reading on an ipad is it does only show you one page at a time most of the time so you can't wander to the next panel or so on but if you had a jump scare or some sort of horrifying moment on the next page in the middle panel, your eyes are immediately going to go, oh, this guy's going to die. I, that's, that's, I already know that. It's, it's, it's like, this is going to happen. And so this that, ability to have it be a page turn and have it be at the top of the page or whatever, it be a two-page spread or whatever. Uh, it's, it takes skill, I think. I think it's not as simple. I, I hate to say comparing movies to a comic book, but like music has a big play in it. There's no music. Sure. Unless yeah. unless at the very beginning of the comic book, you're like, okay, please put on track whatever of this movie this, <laughs> <laughs> and do it. Which would be kind of well, cool. That, but that's a that's my favorite thing about uh especially hard comics is I mean you like there's no cheats. You have to do yeah. it. Like you can't like there's because it in a horror movie, yeah, you're right. You can do a big blang and everybody goes ah and popcorn goes everywhere, right? And but uh with horror comics it's you know you're by yourself, you're reading this I mean, there could be a million other things. Like the TV could be on, you know, someone could be talking next to you and you're trying to read this. Uh, you have your own music on. You'd be playing polka and it could be like <laughs> entirely non-scary. So what you got to show in there, I mean, when you when there is something, you flip a page and you get that kind of like, yeah. you got to sell that because not only you can't cut away either, you know, like in nope. a movie, you can show it for like two seconds and then toss it to someone else. Um, like that viewers, you they're going to park with it. They're going to mm-hmm. be able to look at this thing, really kind of analyze it, really be getting it, get into the nitty gritty because you're giving them that opportunity to. And that's, uh, and that's, that's my, one of my, maybe my favorite challenge of doing horror comics is just like, you know, there's, there's no cheats. It's, it's right mm-hmm. there on the page. So, and um, I think I've said this before. It's like uh, what John Carpenter was trying to do with the thing. Like let's show this monster, but let's have the lights on so mm-hmm. we can see the sucker. Yeah. And that's the thing with horror comics. The, the lights are on and, not only that, you can stay as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> I could just picture myself reading a comic book and like turning the page and having popcorn and having the popcorn fly. Scaring <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> myself was, and doing it on purpose. Like some, there was some book that had like a uh, uh, spring-loaded spider in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. What? And it was, I, I can't remember what it was. It was like a, a, one of those things that floating around for a while, but yeah. you get to page like 30 and a spider jumps at you. <laughs> You could you could have done that in like Breath of Shadows as a centipede. That way yeah, right. would have worked, oh right? Or an eye in this one. You can put like an eye. Partial pop up issue. Yeah. You know, like the the glitter. You know, like a card that you open has glitter that falls out. Oh, yeah, you have like does. a poly yeah. bag that opens up that's like a bunch of balls, different size eye eyeballs, just like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do a bunch All of glitter. Perfect. <laughs> With a fog machine, some sort of powder. Wait, that would be like you'd get in trouble with like a lot of people have had powder coming out of those things. No, um, you mentioned the eyes though. The 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 the, the you did this in in like the cover of Road of Bones and things like that with all those skulls that you had to do all the centipedes and Breath of Shadows and now you have to draw all these eyes. I think it's just one of these things that you're now known for is repetitive of the same yeah, thing. A bunch the of the same things. <laughs> um but also your cover the cover b by by house like that cover is has those eyes oh, featured God. heavily on it. it's beautiful not that you know God. alex's cover is amazing but the cover b is gorgeous i'm talking yeah, about house is- i mean that holy holy smokes uh i just saw the uh cover b for issue two and oh my god i mean the, the guy's he's a master is terrific i yeah. i uh I've worked with Bond since my very first book. He did variant covers on Spencer and Locke and going to the chapel. And so I've tried to make it a point that every time I do a, an original series, I try to get Mon to do at least one mm-hmm. cover. And so uh, when we were talking with Mike Martz, our, our editor on the book, mm-hmm. um, we were talking pretty early on of just like, hey, like, you know, is there anybody you want to do 
covers and and I was like, Mon, we have to yeah. throw Mon. And so I believe he did covers on issue one and two, um, but like he's done covers for me on the OZ. Um, he actually just turned in his cover for the third Kickstarter uh, this week. Oh, nice. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, it's really like, he's, he's so talented. Um, you know, he, he was nominated for uh, best cover artist at the Ringo awards. I think twice, I think for Spencer and Locke and for OZ um if i remember correctly i might not be um but yeah he's just really talented and uh, a real sweetheart um and so uh yeah uh i'll i will relay the compliments because uh yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely wonderful and i'm i'm a i'm a cover a kind of person i've always uh kind of like drawn to myself to like whenever i pull my pull list in cover a's are always what it is because i really feel like that was the comic was designed for but i do know there's a place and i do love variant covers i mean uh you know uh been doing something epic right now and they've had like so many cool like homage variants i've been buying like three or four covers of each of the issues uh and this is one of those ones i'll be picking up both cover a and cover b because of that but we mentioned like uh, was that what we like to hear Yes, exactly. Right. You need just two copies sold right here. Plus, I've already got this one. So I've got three copies coming in. <laughs> um, no, but the um you mentioned off off recording. Obviously, we'll go full into that because there's some some secrets in there. But um you got covers in, David. You just mentioned another person, Mon sending you covers. Is that one of your favorite parts about being a comic book writer and working on some of these products is seeing those yeah. the artwork come back? Yeah, I mean seeing the artwork come in. I I I always say I'm I'm a dessert first kind of writer. Um, that, like, <laughs> you know, it, it, this, this is very much a marathon, uh, getting a, a, a book together and, um, seeing the art come in is sort of the carrot that kind of keeps me, keeps me running. Um, because yeah, like I, I know, like I know people who are novelists. I know people who have worked in, in, you know, in Hollywood, you know, doing screenwriting and I'm just like, oh, like you write something and then like, you don't get pictures with it or like maybe it doesn't <laughs> get like made, like. Oh, that I don't know how you work like that. Whereas, yeah, in comics, it's great because, like, I love art. Um, and you know, there's some parallel universe out there where somebody told me what like reference art was, and and then mm -hmm. maybe I would have become like an artist. Um, but I I think uh, in lieu of that, yeah, getting to write stuff and work with like the most talented artists in the business, um, and seeing them deliver these pages, um, with their own cool interpretations of the things that I've written. And the, the what's so fun is being able to have that collaborative nature as well. Um, and mm -hmm. Alex is just so great uh, and gracious with that, where uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been like, hey, like, that's really cool. What if we, what do you think about this? And Alex is always game for it. Like, like the guy deserves like a purple heart, um, you know, <laughs> for, for that. I, I, I know there was a, there was a panel and something uh, on a page that I, I literally messaged him. Uh, I was like, two days ago three days oh ago, yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah. i was just like oh hey i had this thing in the thing is there any way we can make this tweak and alex was so kind about it um but yeah it's it's great uh, but to get the art coming in and that's really you know where like the the, the baby starts to take shape you know like the, it's an idea until an artist brings it to life mm -hmm. and then you see it and you're like oh that's all the potential like there it is <laughs> um that there it is fully realized and and so it's really cool and I, I think that's that's honestly probably what keeps me in the business is just knowing that like every project is going to be very very different thanks to the collaborators that I'm mm -hmm. working with. and seeing the art come in it really does inspire me to 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 bring my a-game for the next script uh because I know that if they're leaving it all out in the field then I better do the, the same thing it's the same well. thing yeah that's pretty funny. I, I just literally episodes that come out before this one is uh, with Matt Kent. And he was talking about how he's got, he owes Wilfredo Torres a bunch of beers because of all the drawing and things that he had Wilfredo do. He goes, it's just that connection, that, that love for each yeah. other and that caring about each other, knowing that I want to make you do something that is either going to be difficult. Making you draw a thousand eyes might not be the most fun thing to ask someone to do, but you have yeah. to do it. And then, you know, if you had to tweak something and, that, and that's that, collaboration relationship obviously seems like you guys like each other and so it yeah. seems like it's working <laughs> yeah, also, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how amazing the lettering is in this book too uh you know justin obviously nailed this oh, yeah. book in that sense too um obviously was justin a connection from you alex or was that just who brought out justin in 
think we both threw his name out. Yeah, there. we both yeah. we both worked with him. Um, and so we both were like, oh, like we worked with Justin. Yeah, uh, that was sort of our overlap. And so Mike was like, Justin, it is. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did, did did you mention names or was it Mike that I like, threw out a because it was like three names and Justin was one and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I know. I know. I can't remember. It was a while ago. I know you yeah. definitely mentioned Justin, and I think I jumped in, being like, "Oh yeah, I've worked with Justin. Justin's great." And then Mike was like, "Oh, if, if you've both worked with him, uh, great, <laughs> Justin, it is." Uh, so I, I did. I did feel like for a little bit that I was like single white femaleing Rich Duick. Uh, by <laughs> Alex and Justin. Well, I feel like one of your next books has to be co-written by you and Rich with Alex and Justin on the team too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we need to figure out like a way to like switch books or something. Yeah. Um, or like, or we just we each of us write the other one's book, but we just like leave like the credits on there and just yeah. see what happens. Be like, what the hell? What the hell is this book? Yeah. Uh, we've actually, so I work in the beer industry as my day job. I, I'm a, a creative director for a brewery and we've actually done it in the past. It was actually before I started working in this brewery about seven or eight years ago, uh, where we brewed someone else's recipe and made their beer at our facility. And someone made our, like, not like a collaboration, but literally we took one of their like flagship beers and we just made it with our malt <laughs> and our water and our stuff. Mm-hmm. And it came out such slightly different. It would be kind of funny if you're like, Five issue story arcs have like a one like, issue. Like, what happened just... to Rich Duick's book? It's, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> um, Sales went like completely down the drain. I don't know what the hell oh, happened. This, this sucks. Um, Rich, Rich has lost it. Um, <laughs> but Justin's fantastic. I've worked with him. Um, I've worked with him on let's see, I, I believe a few anthology projects, and and he and I are actually working on 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 an unannounced graphic novel as we speak. Um, and so having him on devil, um, he's done some really cool stuff, like sort of, uh, Legion has this kind of cool demonic font that that was, that was all mm-hmm. just, um, and yeah, he really just, you know, I, I think the lettering is so important because, uh, you know, they, they talk about in Hollywood, you know, there's the movie you shoot or the movie you write, the movie you shoot, the movie you edit. And in comics, it's the, 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 the story you write, the story that's drawn, and then it's, it's, it's sort of the story that's lettered. And really the lettering is kind of the final, you know, the final guardrail. Um, that's sort of how like the 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 fine details of the story get get conveyed uh beyond sort of the 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 big strokes that are done through the visuals. And so yeah, Justin is is so important. And um I've found especially like as as I've worked with more and more letterers that um if you're with the right letter, uh, you know, it makes your work look very, you know, streamlined and, and, and mm-hmm. succinct. Whereas if the lettering isn't a good fit, it, it tends to make you look a little more overwritten than you necessarily are. Um, and so, yeah, Justin, uh, I think, you know, the fa- by virtue that he's worked with both of us, he's just such a natural fit on the book and just, um, yeah, really, really talented, nice guy to boot. The, the nice guy part is, is a nice little addition there but alex you you obviously have like mentioned worked before with with justin do you guys work in sync pretty well with where to put where balloons and things like that because of where your art goes or is that something that just comes i i know anywhere? i've driven this before because I, i'm i'm the type that never thinks about lettering and <laughs> so i'm the one that like fills up the whole panel like big face and like absolutely no room and <laughs> And it's only after it's like oh, I probably should have given. Oh well, <laughs> and I'm sure Justin will like, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh. <laughs> but um, he's, he's messaging uh, David, be like, "Do we really need those words on that page, or yeah, can right, I just I skip those?" Or... <laughs> uh, I know he's brought it up. Uh, he, he mentioned it one like one time we were talking, and I said, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'll I'll make sure to I'll, I'll add that in mind." He's like, "No, don't just don't do a thing." And I was like, "Okay." And I'm sure he was thinking, uh, he was expecting, uh, no, 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 Walt. And then he was going to pick it up like, okay, yeah, you can do that. But I jumped the gun on that. I was like, okay, fine. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, he gets him in there. You know, this is, you know, it looks great. It. You know, yeah, it looks he's, he's better than I am. <laughs> and that's and that's it's funny one of those things that like i pick it up and i knew uh, ahead of time because i talked to melissa over at don't hide pr about doing this podcast and i knew uh, i was one of those things that I, I messaged david about coming on at one point it was in the middle like I, it was a like con season and all this other stuff and alex had been on before and so i was like oh, oh this is by the two of you awesome i'm definitely gonna pick this book i know you know like one of those things that i gotta read this thing and then it wasn't until like i think i was done reading it where i'm like i wonder who the letterer was and i went back and i was like 
I did that, I think, because I didn't really notice it, if that makes any sense. Like it, it seemed cohesive. And that's one of those things where I'm like, oh, it makes sense because it's just, that's why it would make sense that I like the lettering <laughs> and it fit cohesively in it, that it seems like one thing, the writing, the art, and the, and the, and the uh, lettering fit together. He's, he's very talented. And, you know, I think it also speaks highly of the of the and World Studios crew that, mm -hmm. that Justin runs with. Um, you know, I, I've worked with several of them before, and I, they, they are always fantastic to work with, um, you know, between Justin and uh, DC Hopkins, uh, who lettered the OZ for me. Um, yeah, just they're, they're, they're very talented and professional and just they really... Um, yeah, I'll work with 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 Justin and his crew, um, you know, whatever the lab name. Yeah, it's that that's great. It's it's a wonderful thing, and I think he does a great job with the horror aspect too. And you mentioned the uh, the the font and things like that. The the bubbles are in the right spots, and the uh, like sound effects and things like that. It's it's a great cohesive project with all all of it. And and it's one of those things that if you are fans of of your other writing, David, I think no matter if you're a fan of horror or not, you might give this shot and like it. And the yeah. same thing goes with Road of Bones and Sea of Sorrows and Breath of Shadows. Like that's the style of artwork that is in yeah. this as well. So like, if you're a fan of those books then you're going to like the art in this book as well. So it's not what it's different in a sense from, from what you, what you've done, David, a little bit, but like, I feel like your writing style still shows through. Thank you. I, 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 yeah, I think that, you know, for me, I always see it as like, yeah, the tone is very different. Um, it's probably the closest that I've written to like Spencer and Locke since yeah. I, since that book. Um, but I do think that I tend to gravitate towards a certain type of brooding, tortured character. Um, somebody who's kind of got something going on in their past that they haven't quite faced. Um, and uh, I tend to love those kinds of characters. Um, you know, the ones who are kind of defined by some sort of unspoken tragedy. And can they transcend that? Um, and Vieri is like that a lot in this book. Um, you know, I, I think I see this book as a lot of this uh, a similar spiritual sister to um, Scout's Honor. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas, you know, Scout's Honor, the series was all about the twist. It was all, all about Kit, um, our lead, kind of figuring out the, the dark truth behind her religious cult that she'd been raised by. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas this, we're going to kind of pull in that thread for a while. Uh, you know, uh, it won't be until really issue five, issue six, even, that we kind of get this, we, we find out what exactly Viri's issue is um but i'm very excited for people to get to read that because i think it's gonna it's gonna recolor the entire book for you mm -hmm. uh, i think you're gonna like once you finish it and you finish issue six you're gonna want to go back from the beginning and read the whole thing um to see kind of where we've been teasing some of these <laughs> things. um and that's really that's 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 really fun but i think like the 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 partnership of it all, um, seeing Vieri with with uh, 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 his counterpoint with uh, Maria, who's sort of the um, the attendant of the Spanish nobleman, um, that's a really fun dynamic with the book, as well as just this kind of cat and mouse game between Vieri and Legion. Legion's my favorite villain that I've written since I think Roach Riley in, in Spencer and Lockwood Volume Two. Um, it's so easy. I think in a lot of stories where like you focus so much on the hero that like the villain is really just, it's just an obstacle. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas this story, you really, you know, you, you, you really get to follow Legion. You get to kind of be in his head a little bit. Um, this is just as much of a, a fish out of water experience for him as it is for Vieri. Uh, the difference is, is that like Legion is uh, he's got the advantage here and um, he's really going to play that to the hill. And mm -hmm. uh, He's he's probably the, the he probably yields the most fun elements of the book for me, uh, you know. Uh, we we uh, how many decapitations do we have, Alex, so far? Uh, I think four, four off the top of my head. Top of their head. Uh, <laughs> hey oh, uh, is it more than that? I, wait, there's four. Wait, there's who's the writer four. in this one right now? You're <laughs> with jokes here. Uh, we we got at least four. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, like, like you can tell Alex is having a lot of fun drawing these and it's just, you know, Legion himself, like he loves what he does. Uh, and that's, that's a really refreshing <laughs> counterpoint to somebody like Barry who, you know, he's burdened with responsibility and duty. Mm -hmm. um, Legion's just pure id. Like he's just having a blast, um, yeah. you know, uh, wreaking havoc and causing mayhem and uh, not getting caught. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of fun, and and uh, that adds almost a certain 
I'm not going to say lightness to the book, but it adds a, it adds a nice little counterbalance to everything. Mm-hmm. I think it keeps this book from feeling uh, uh, too oppressive. It is, it, it's one of those ones that I think I've mentioned before. Uh, it might have been with Breath of Shadows that I, I do read in bed, and it's one of those ones that's probably not recommended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just let you know, like maybe, maybe not right before you go to bed because you may have some things that go on when you're sleeping at night. But uh, it's 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 dark. It's great. It's it's one of those things that it, it's it's hitting shelves October fourth from Mad Cave Studios. Um, this actually, this episode, we're a couple weeks ahead of time recording this, will drop October 4th. So that actually is beneficial oh, in that sense are. too. So like hearing this, go go pick it up. But I will say with this advanced reader copy Ashcan stuff that that Mad Cave has been sending out, they sent it to me, they sent it to my LCS. Uh, this is a little small LCS of Bangor, Maine. It does wonders in my opinion because a lot of these books, like my LCS owner doesn't have a lot of times to read things, but if a physical copy was sent to him and he has the, he gets in the mail and he puts the poster up and all this stuff, yeah. he, he orders more copies. And so because the fact that he likes it, and so it's exciting to see that happen that my local comic book store is actually going to have quite a few copies of this book in store. I- because of that and one of my buddies who was there lance was like flipping through it and was like oh i don't want one of these copies and so it was kind of funny that was just like sitting on the shelf he's like i'm gonna gonna read it when it comes out but oh my gosh what is this thing and so that was kind of funny too so we've already pre-sold one to him because he's like i saw the 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 advanced reader on the show we got one we got one (laughs) one sale we got three you get two copies from me so it's three sales so you're getting there no We've been hearing nice uh, responses from retailers so far about the book, and I think that speaks to to Mad Cave uh, kind of putting some weight behind it. Uh, I know I talked with um, one of our other editors, Christina Harrington, who um, when she started at Mad Cave, she was working in sales. And uh, I know she spoke a lot about, you know, pushing that book to retailers mm-hmm. uh, that that uh, Alex and I are lucky enough to each have our own individual track records. And so this is kind of a fun book of... of two creators who who people uh, hopefully like our, our previous work were kind of able to tag team together um and i think that's that's been really cool to watch mad cave really like put some weight behind the book and uh be so proactive with the outreach in terms of sending uh press and retailers copies of the book sending out the posters um and that has only kind of inspired me to push the book a little harder and that you know they really they 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 really seem to feel like we're all in this together, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. Um, and and yeah, I, it's nice to be working with a publisher that's so invested in the success of the book. You're a good company over there. I think I think uh, Maggie has been putting out some ton of great stuff over the past year right. or two. It's been so amazing to see what the titles that are coming out there and the creators that have been have been going over there and joining forces to uh, to put things out. Uh, and being over there has been a great great thing. I think it's going to do wonders. Uh, for you guys as well. I'm so excited. The The book comes out October 4th. The second one will come out, it seems like late November. Is that correct on that one? Issue two. Uh, and then obviously, is it ongoing, limited? What are you guys doing with this? Uh, six issues. We did not six want to, to, to go on beyond. Uh, uh, yeah, it comes out November 22nd. So okay. right before Thanksgiving. Um, uh, the same day as Moon Knight City, the Dead Number Five. So you can pick up oh, two books. Oh, that double feature right there. Double uh, feature. Double feature. <laughs> Um, well, I think I think was it when Kyle Kyle Starks was on the podcast. I think his he had a like a, a, a comic ending and two comics premiering on the same. It was like three comics coming out on the same day. I'm like, dude, if anybody was a Kyle Starks fan, there should be poor. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, November 22nd is when uh, issue okay. two comes, out. and then I think yeah. they just announced uh, uh, today actually that yeah. that uh, hold on, I got to get my calendar up uh, that issue. Three is out uh, December thirteenth. Okay. Well, so that's okay. So it's a little bit longer for the second issue, but you were getting it right off the bat almost on the third issue. So you'll have three issues out before the end of the year. You want to know what that means? It means it's in contention for one of the comic books of the year because it has oh, to have at least three f- issues released All in right. the year. And there <laughs> you go. Now it now it gets to be in contention because you have you're releasing them before the end of the year. That's great. Uh, my co my guy I do it with my LCS uh, owner. Uh, he cheated last year and did one with only one issue out. And I'm like, you better like it. Better be on your list this year because if you didn't, <laughs> that's cheating. And if you, he's like, oh, really? He did end up liking the book, but imagine if issue two sucked. I'm like, ah, oh, look at that. It was a comic book of yeah, the year. Right. It was a, <laughs> issue number one of the year, I guess. Um, 
but yeah, so October 4th is when it hits your your stand. So this will be after, it's going out after obviously FOC because it'll be out. But make sure you grab it because uh, that's that's a big thing that will help maybe push it into a second printing or, um, you know, sure. retailers also need the money. If they put invested in you guys sure, <laughs> buying yeah. the comic book, they got to be able to sell it as well. So make sure you grab that. And bring your copies if you're uh, in, in the New York area for Comic-Con. Uh, Alex and right. I will be signing copies of Devil Number One. Uh, I believe that's the following week. Uh, yep. So, yeah, find us and uh, we will deface those books with our with our. I, I, I knew uh, I knew David you were going and I knew Alex was going because Alex uh, was too busy to come to Bangor uh, Maine to our convention because he's in yeah. New York so <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean we can't get you both of you up here at some yeah. point in the future it'd be amazing uh, we're trying to get some nice creators to come back up here and, and hang out with us up here but uh, uh, yeah I'm a huge fan. I've been a fan of both of your work in, in general uh, and then when I saw the team up here uh, nothing against Rich uh, but this is amazing. <laughs> I'm, everything I'm, against Rich. No, everything yeah. against Rich. I'm just Bob glad Bob. that Alex and Rich did a book that didn't have the word of in the middle of it. Now, the next books you have yeah. coming out, it's like Drive instead. of hell. Of Drive of hell. It's the opportunity, it's still, guys. Three, it's still well, only three three words, though. I mean, let's be honest here. We, we should have gone with uh, our, our friend uh, John Lees. He said, uh, yeah, next one should be called uh, Piece of Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you would have sold a ton of copies of those, honestly. I'm going to start writing that script right now. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah so, uh, October 4th is when the devil that wears my face hits uh, local comic book shops. Uh, six issues coming out, so make sure you grab the first one. Six issues is not a lot of comic books to buy, people. It's worth investment and six issues you're not like you're getting hooked on the hook for 30 40 issues there's only six issues uh so i'm excited to have people actually get to read it because it's a lot of fun to read and, and it's it's dark and it's just in time for halloween like you mentioned earlier uh and then so on but you guys are on social media so follow david and alex on social media and again like you mentioned Check them out at near Comic-Con uh, if you're going down in that area. If you're not, check them out at other places too because obviously you guys are you guys hit the convention circuit here and there. You guys are out there uh, you know, hanging out with people, and you guys love hanging out with people, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk here about comics and so much more. Uh, and again, I just want to remind everybody, pick up The Devil That Wears My Face at your local comic book shop. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, everybody, for coming on and talking. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much.